Recorded in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. One man's attempt to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, one podcast at a time. Reaching out to those of you who are straddling a fence somewhere between statism and freedom. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And the podcast starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you have found yet another episode of Front Porch and our cast. Tonight, coming to you from the Gray Homestead, the slightly overgrown Gray Homestead, right here in southwest Missouri. Nice humid night, but the temperature is down to about 68 degrees, so that's great. Front Porch and our cast. It's probably best, uh, best listened to by the people who may be on a fence thinking about freedom, what true freedom really is. Hardcore supposed anarchists probably won't like this because, yeah, I consider myself an anarchist, not a, uh, not an anarcho anything. So, um, yeah, it may turn off the hardcore anarchists, and it's probably going to turn off the hardcore statists as well, but but it's my attempt at letting people know that anarchy is not really a scary thing. It's um, just the absence of a, of a state, absence of rulers. I think that's what it actually means, like the literal definition is anarchy... I mean, the actual word is anarchy, which would be the absence of leaders, or rulers, anyway. If you've made it this far, you may be interested in hearing uh, a little bit about what I have to say. I'm trying to make anarchy not be so scary to those who might want to dip their toes in the philosophy. Who might be looking for a little more freedom in their life, but they've been taught all their life that... Anarchy is scary, and anarchy is chaos, and and anarchy is communism. You know what? Communism is communism. Socialism is socialism. That's just about all there is to it, right? And yeah, that ruffles some feathers, rustles some jimmies, especially some of the anarchists who who want to add their own flavor of philosophy to anarchy. The most notable being the communists. And their philosophy has nothing to do with anarchy. Because given their way, the communists would have us all... They would have us all dumbed down to the level of the dumbest one in the in the bunch. And they would do so with force. And then there's some even voluntarists who, um, who would use some force. If you listen to my last podcast episode, the one about the Voluntucky Project, I mean, there's there's some people there um, who would do the same. 
who would throw some force at you there if you didn't comply with their voluntarist community. And there's some other big names. Uh, some names, I don't want to say big, but some names that are recognizable to people who follow uh, voluntarist things and such. And some of those guys are just about as bad as any statist authoritarian. Only they they hide it. They hide behind this voluntarist title. And that sort of sucks. But... But anyway, enough of all that. Tonight what I would like to talk about, not gun rights, but arguments against and for gun rights. And I can explain more um, in depth about that in just a minute. First of all, though, let me, um, let me mention my side gig, which is t-shirts and vinyl decals. These are cut vinyl decals. have a big roll of vinyl, different colors. Each roll is its own color. And I take designs and cut the design out of that. And the result is a very durable decal that will stick to most solid surfaces, especially painted surfaces, non-porous so sticks very well to glass, painted metal. Probably would if you had it really smooth and uh, and painted. And of course it'll stick to plastic like really good on laptops and such. So if you'd like a decal, they're pretty cheap. I can ship them very inexpensively. I mean, come on, if it fits in an envelope, slap a 55 cent statist stamp on it and mail it off to you and uh, you get it in a, just a couple of days t-shirts um, if you have a need for one off two or three maybe you have a baseball team or something that you'd like t-shirts for send me a message we could probably work something out kind of specialize in the smaller smaller orders for both t-shirts and the decals. I don't charge a setup fee. So pretty much we just kind of collaborate, figure out what you want, and I cut it. And if it's a t-shirt, I press it and send it on to you. Try not to overcharge for the, uh, the shipping. Shipping is the actual shipping cost, so... Check me out. Maybe a little, uh, maybe a little more affordable than some of the uh, other places you might run across. And you can find more information at our Facebook page, which is Gray Uncommons, G R A Y Uncommons, and that's just the uh, Facebook page where we offer some of our eclectic designs. And it's an easy way to message us if you need to. Alternatively, you can just email me, frontporchanarchast, with an H in there, frontporchanarchast at gmail.com, and I can get back with you there. So, now that's out of the way. Let me let me dive into the uh, the whole idea here of the podcast, the whole inspiration for the podcast. So there was a uh, a shooting, well, no, 
it was a reported active shooter situation, I suppose. Anyway, this guy walks into a Walmart and he's wearing a tactical vest and he has a handgun on his side and he also is he has a like an AR style rifle. I'm assuming it was an AR style. I didn't really take a really good look at it, but I'm assuming it's an AR style. He has it in a sling around his neck, I guess on his front instead of on his back. Anyway, so he walks into a Walmart dressed like this and he's taking video. Somebody inside the store panics and the uh, one of the, the managers of the Walmart ends up pulling the fire alarm. From the reports, they have to start evacuating people from the uh, from the Walmart because people don't tend to leave when a fire alarm gets pulled. I've worked in retail most of my life, and I can tell you when a fire alarm comes on, people just, they want to pretend like nothing's going on. They just keep doing their thing, especially if they don't see any smoke. It's the same way when the power goes out. People will try to shop even if the emergency lighting's on and you're trying to hustle people up to the front and they're wondering why they can't check out. Like they've never even thought about electricity or what it takes to run a cash register, right? So the fire alarm gets pulled. They rush the people. They start rushing people out. And I guess the, um, the guy with the gun, he goes out too. And while he's outside standing around, an ex-firefighter, I guess. I don't really know why his employment history is important here. But anyway, let's call him an ex-firefighter. It's easier than saying he. So the ex-firefighter actually pulls a gun on this guy who's standing around with a appropriately slung long gun on his chest and a an appropriately holstered gun on his hip. So this ex-firefighter pulls a gun. He's now being hailed as a hero for doing this. And the, um, the guy with the long gun was arrested for, of all things, terrorist threatening. I think I've got the term there. Only problem is they're going to have to prove that he threatened some people, either implied and um, or incited some kind of hysteria. But I think there has to be a certain number of people who flee this flee a building for it to count. I, there's it's a pretty it's a after taking this <laughs> after taking this incident into account, the law was probably not written as well as it could have because it really doesn't cover what happens when when the person who supposedly sparks the um, the incident what if what if what they were doing was legal in which in this case it appears that this guy was completely legal in his actions only you know somebody became hysterical and uh, emotional they were filled with emotions and had to pull that fire alarm and then start evacuating people, even though nothing was happening. In Missouri, it's completely legal to open carry in Springfield. Now, 
there's some conditions in other cities, towns, and such in Missouri that he would have had to have a concealed weapons permit. I forget exactly what they call it here. Concealed carry weapon permit. Just to open carry. Not to carry concealed, which is, it sounds backwards, but it's not. In some places in Missouri, you have to have a concealed carry permit to carry openly. But there's no requirement to have a concealed carry permit in general to carry concealed. So this guy seems like he was totally acting completely legally. And he was drawn on anyway. And that sparked some debate even among the... Um, the gun guys. One guy told me that he would have shot this guy in the face had he seen him. And somebody else was saying that um, that if he saw such a thing happening, he would go up to this guy and he would tell this man to put his guns on the ground. And if he didn't comply, he wouldn't ask twice. You know... He was he was acting legally, guys. So we need to move on past that. But and I need to move on past it as well because that's not even the point. The point here is it sparked the gun debate once again, and it actually has the um, well, it's got the attention of both sides, and it's it's actually turned a lot of the so-called gun guys. calling for an end to this kind of thing. The guys, the hardcore gun guys, you know, they're not willing to give an inch. I put myself in that in that scenario. As an anarchist, I don't feel I have the right to tell you when you can arm yourself. Now, if I don't want you on my property, I don't want you or your gun on my property, right? That makes sense. Um, if I invite friends over, I don't care if they bring a gun or not. I, if they're going to be crazy with it, they're not my friend anyway. Why would I invite somebody over that's going to be crazy with a gun, right? So as an anarchist, it's it's not up to me to decide who does what with a gun as long as they're not physically hurting a peaceful person, right? So I would consider myself one of those hardcore gun guys. And I found myself falling into uh, some debates with people in real life and also on social media, namely Facebook. And then I've seen that that, that sparked another round of calls for more gun control. And the guys on the, the, the gun grabbers want more. The staunch gun guys don't want any, or they want less anyway. But sometimes they're not having the same argument. I mean, to me, it's pretty plain that the um, that the gun grabbers that that their goal is to reduce intentional gun injuries. Say injuries. It's probably just easier if I say deaths. So they're 
I would say that that's their main goal, right? Now, I think they think the best way to accomplish that is just to ban all guns. So, you know, don't don't think I'm trying to side with them. And, you know, I understand that if you take the guns away, people are going to kill in some other fashion. But you'll have to admit, if there were no guns at all, if you could snap your fingers and all the guns went away, there wouldn't be any gun deaths. All right, that's a logical conclusion. Even if snapping your fingers to get rid of all the guns is illogical, if you could do that, then gun deaths would stop. Some other form would take over. But right now, that's what these gun grabbers are focusing on. And I think that they're focusing on the intentional um, the intentional act with the guns. Sure, I'm sure there's there's some guys who also want to talk about accidents. And you know, there's probably some of those gun grabbers that are willing to um, concede suicide as uh, or self-harm with a with a firearm as not being part of the um, so-called gun violence, the intentional gun injuries. Um so yeah, let's just say for the most part that their goal is to reduce gun deaths. Overall, the gun guys, what I see is that they invest a lot of intellectual capital and resources on countering that um, that stance of the gun grabbers with arguments that don't even apply. It sounds confusing, so let me give you an example. For example, I wake up this morning. One of the one of the things in my news feed. We're from a guy in Arkansas, and uh, he likes throwing these kind of things out. I I think he's genuinely interested in, in hearing what people have to say about it. But So he throws this out that um, if gun grabbers are so... I, I guess I could probably pull up the actual post, but... Um, anyway, he's wondering why that gun grabbers don't also want stricter controls on alcohol because alcohol kills just as many people as so-called gun violence, maybe even more every year. And, you know, I think you could argue that until you're blue in the face because it doesn't match what these guys are. It doesn't match their goal. It, it has no bearing on their goal. And again, don't get me wrong, I am a full gun supporter. I if you could if you can afford a McNuke, be my guest, right? Because it's an arm. Anyway, there's you know, there there's there's gonna be some people who have a problem with McNukes, but you know, if you can afford it, who am I to tell you you can't have it? Now it's you know I may change my mind, you know, like that one millionth of a second after you push the button on it, but an arm's an arm, right? So I'm not a gun grabber. But I can see their goal. I can see their argument. Comparing alcohol-related deaths to intentional violent acts, it's just, it's like comparing not even apples to oranges. It's like comparing apples to motorcycles. Right? 
how many people are going around and killing people with alcohol intentionally. I, I mean, I don't even know who would, I don't even know that there was one intentional alcohol murder last year. I mean, there might have been. Sure, some people died from alcohol poisoning. Did somebody hold them down and pour the alcohol in their mouth in the hopes that this person would die? I doubt it. Uh, there was probably some kind of frat party where they held somebody down and poured alcohol down their throat and they died, but you know that wasn't the intent. But that's just one example of gun people expending all of this intellectual and emotional <laughs> capital into these arguments because it totally does not match up with the um, with what the gun grabbers are are arguing another one i saw today was well the the whole dui thing because once i brought up that people aren't going around killing people with alcohol murdering them intentionally murdering them with alcohol it quickly devolved into, uh, well, well, people intentionally get drunk and then they intentionally get behind the wheel and then they kill somebody, so alcohol kills people. Again, guys, it's not the same thing as intentionally shooting somebody. If you ram them, if you ram somebody intentionally with your car, yeah, that's a, that's a car murder, right? But if you miss, if you run a stop sign and kill somebody without intending to do so, that is not an intentional violent act. I, it doesn't matter if the person is sober. It doesn't matter if they're drunk. It doesn't matter if they dropped their phone and they were looking for that or if they were texting. An accident is an accident. Intentional Violence is intentional violence, and there's just no other way to there's no other way to look at it. The whole DUI thing in in an anarchist society, anyway, is a you know that's uh, it's not going to be a popular point. But whether I'm drunk or whether I'm sober, if if I damage your car or if I damage you or if I kill you, I've still done it, right? That's gonna have to um, that's gonna have to be remedied there. But if I don't run into you, I don't cause you to crash. I don't kill you. Where was the crime, right? Why why is the person being punished for what? You know what possible reason they didn't cause a victim. So a lot of statists, a lot of anarchists, a lot of libertarians, they're not going to agree with me there. Because people get emotional over DUIs, and I get it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not condoning it one bit. I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, I don't drink and drive. Once I start drinking, I sit in my house and I'm done. So don't think it's about that. It's about just straight up logic. And I'm not going to apologize for saying that. Another argument I saw today, which uh, it was the first, I hadn't seen this argument before in the gun control debate, but secondhand smoke supposedly kills 
I don't even remember what they said. 40,000 people a year, 100,000 people a year, 140,000, I don't know. Maybe it's at 400,000. Secondhand smoke kills 400,000 people, so your children will not be safe if guns are banned. Now, that it was pretty, I mean, it wasn't quite that concise, but it was pretty concise. And again, it's the wrong argument. Unless you hold somebody down and blow secondhand smoke in their face or lock them in a room where you pump secondhand smoke in there intentionally with the intent to kill them, it's not intentional violence. Sure, it's got a cause, but, you know, it's not the same as pointing a gun at somebody and pulling the trigger. But yeah, the secondhand smoke one, that was totally different. I, I'd never seen that before. But again, it totally misses the mark because it's just not the same argument that these that these gun grabbers are giving. And we're just spending... We... Um, those gun grabbers, or those anti-gun guys, they're, they're expending a lot of energy and they're just not getting any traction there because it's the wrong argument. You're you're not you're speaking over a person you're not even speaking to them it's not their argument at all they're not arguing that cigarette that secondhand cigarette smoke doesn't kill people they're not arguing that duis don't kill people they're not arguing that people don't die from alcoholism what they are arguing is that and I'm just going to throw this number out because I think it's like eleven or 12,000. What they are arguing is is that eleven to 12,000 people a year are being killed with firearms. And that if there were no firearms, that, that number would be zero. Anything that lessens that amount of guns or lessens the number of people who have access to guns is going to lower that number, at least by some. And to me, that's a logical argument. It's going to lower gun deaths. Are people still going to die? People are still going to get killed because, I mean, what? Hands and feet are like the number one killer. I'm not giving any credit to the gun grabbers. Just saying that if you want to debate them, at least get your argument right. So how would you get your argument right? Me, as an anarchist, I'm just going to ask them, where do you get the right to tell me what I can and can't own? Where do you get the right to tell me how I can and can't defend myself, or at least attempt to defend myself? They want to hide behind laws. They want to hide behind legislation. They want to hide behind the state. They want to send guys with guns to come get my guns. Where do they get that right? And I really, I think that really simply, that's the conversation we should be having. The problem is statists can't really have that. They don't really have that as ammunition. For one thing, um, the statists, they believe that they have rights to vote their opinion on me at some point. And they don't want to totally give that up. So even the gun gra even the gun guys, you know, they'll side with the gun grabbers on on some issues like this whole common sense thing. Common sense is coming out of so many gun guys' mouths right now because of this whole 
this last guy who walked into Walmart um, with his gun on a sling. You know, now the gun guys, they're they're talking about common sense. So, yeah, you just just watch. It'll, it won't be long before they're voting for common sense gun laws, too. In fact, I don't even know why we bother, because at some point, they're going to ban the guns. And it may be 10 years from now, it may be 50 years from now, but one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize, hey, I used to have a gun, where'd it go? And, you know, that thought really depresses me, but th that's the only way it can go. Because these guys aren't going to give up on their whole... Um, their whole anti-gun crusade. Every year it'll be the same thing, only there's a new crop of people. And uh, I, I think that's another way we fight against this, uh, or argue against. I think this would be more of a fight against the, the gun grabbers. You want to know why you're making so many, why there are so many gun grabbers? It's going to be an unpopular opinion here, and a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this, and this will probably be the last podcast of mine that they ever listen to, but you send your kids to a government school, and you can't be surprised when they come up with these ideas about stuff like disarming, and you're teaching them in some cases, I see people sending their kids to preschools that are actually at schools, public schools, and they're sending them at three years old, at four years old. You're turning your kids over to these people, and then you wonder why they believe what these people believe. It's because you're sending your kids there. You're telling them that they go to school to learn. Don't be surprised when they learn what's being taught at school. Since I'm really on a roll here, I might as well just piss every other person off another place where you're where you're coming up with these um with these ideas of being able to take a person's gun from them is when you send them to a church when they attend a church with you there's a lot of politicking that goes on in churches i mean there's a lot of authoritarianism right you can't deny that a church really isn't a uh, it isn't really a democracy where everybody has an equal vote. I mean, I know they're going to say that, but, you know, there's definitely a hierarchy there in most churches, and there's either elders or deacons or whatever you want to call them, and uh, there's a lot of politicking going on there. And and teaching, uh, and I don't even want to get into your religion, but the religion religions themselves lend to authoritarianism because it's like, hey, you have to listen to you have to listen to authorities and who's the highest authority and you don't have authority over yourself. So you send your kids to public schools, you get them into the church, you're you're teaching them to bow to this authority. And you're teaching them that, you know, people can take votes and and it's the decision of the group that has to um, that has to be followed so yeah you know we're taught most people are taught from a very young age to um, to obey this authority and that 
vote by voting they can make they can force their views on other people so that's something that's going to have to be overcome there because if not you're just going to keep fighting the same old battles year after year after year and eventually there's going to be more of them than there are of the gun guys and the guns are going to go bye-bye as for me I'm going to argue that point with the uh, gun grabbers that they don't have the right to tell me what kind of property I can own or how I can defend myself. I'm going to go a step further too and I'm I'm going to raise my kids in that same manner. I'm not going to send my kids off to somebody else and let them teach them such things. I guess that might be like one of the most important parts there. How about raising some kids that aren't going to try to take your rights away from you, right? You know, and there's other things too. When I when I talk to people, you know, I try to subtly, you know, just let them plant something in their head there that, hey, not all guns are bad, right? Not all gun usage is bad. If I see somebody doing something wrong with a gun, I'm going to call them out on it. Just started teaching my son about guns uh, just in the last couple of days. He told me he wanted a toy gun, and I kind of shot that down. I'm like, guns are not toys, buddy, so let's, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this. Let's do it right. And I think he's on board with it, and I know his mom is, and even his grandmother. So my mom, at least. I don't know about his other grandmothers, but... I guess we'll soon find out. Well, I've kind of gone on and on and on about this. And, and just in, in case you're still listening and just don't even know where I am on this, if you're going to argue with a gun grabber, at least, at least be on the same page as they are because you're just wasting your time if you're not even going to address the, you know, the basic issues there. If you're going to just, if you're just going to, yeah, holler. If you're going to moan and groan about alcoholism killing people, then you're not going to you're not going to sway any minds on the other side because it's not the argument they're having. Not one of them are arguing that alcohol is not killing people. So just get on their page. At least put some thought behind it before you start spouting off other things like, well, elk kill people. Well, you know, yeah, you run into an elk, you die. You weren't intentionally murdered by somebody using an elk, right? So let's just move on past that. Let's move on past that gun. Uh, people kill people, not guns. I think the the other side, they know this, guys. They know that. The assault rifle terminology, though, they don't know that, and they don't care because they've appropriated the term assault weapon, Right? They've changed it to mean any rifle that does not look like a hunting rifle. You're stuck with that. The more thought and and work that you put into that that fight, the uh, you're just going to get more frustrated. You can think they're stupid all day long, and I mean, right? Assault weapon, assault rifle, doesn't mean what they think it means. But here we are, right? So let's don't even have that argument. Let's just let them, okay, you want to call an assault rifle? Or give them a one-liner. Well, you mean semi-automatics. 
because your average person doesn't have an assault rifle. None of these murders, as far as I can tell, no no murders are committed with assault rifles. Um, I guess every now and then somebody might modify a regular rifle and try to make it into a fully automatic rifle. And I guess, I mean, I'm not going to say that no murders have ever been committed with an assault rifle, but for the most part, guys, just give up on that. There's no point in trying to correct them. Give them a one-liner. Hey, it's not an assault rifle, but I know what you're talking about. Let me educate you on something else as well. You don't have the right to tell me what I can and can't own. You don't have the right to tell me how I can defend myself. Start having those arguments. Because that really does put them on, at, at least then they have to argue. The other way, they're just like, hey, dude, I'm not saying people don't die from alcoholism. And then where does that leave you when they say that? That leaves you um, standing there with an appendage in your hand, your tongue hanging out, and you don't know what else to say, right? So just put some thought into it. And I guess I'll wrap it up there. If you uh, If you like this, let me know. I usually just get hate mail, so a um, little good news would be fine. <laughs> it would be much appreciated. If you need a decal, if you need a t-shirt, let me know as well. Frontporchanarchast at gmail.com. And I guess that'll do it for tonight. You know, I always say Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. Uh, I believe that. A person's probably the freest that they're going to be inside their house. So when you get home at night, when you step on that porch, that's where your freedom starts. When you leave in the morning, that's where we that's where we normally mess up. When we leave in the morning, we kind of leave our freedom at home and then we just go out into society and try our best to assimilate. And uh, a lot of times that has nothing to do, that assimilation has nothing to do with freedom, but I think it works that way. I think you could take I think freedom could start on your own front porch there and you could just take it with you. So think about that. Share that idea with people because somebody out there needs to do that. Thanks for listening. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. No masters. And our king is no masters. Front poor channel cast.